0: you're listening to the let's go buffalo podcast your new favorite podcast for everything bills and Sabers. what's going on everybody you're listening to the let's go buffalo podcast your favorite podcast for all things Bills and Sabres, with the pals Nigel, Tom, and Jake. Episode 7 coming at you. We are sniffing those double digits. We're close. Quick reminder to follow our social medias at Let's Go Buff Pod. That's buff with two Fs on Instagram and X or Twitter or Elon's venting space, whatever you want to call it um yeah that guy's a problem let's say head of the fellows tom how we doing buddy
1: man what are we gonna do for double digits is there are we uh are we going through tables is that what we're doing
0: i probably not no because we're all so far apart we'll probably just do right. the well, exact same thing and give us an extra thumbs up
1: yeah yeah i know maybe we could sit at tables sit at oh, tables nicely and have a meal to. together oh, That
2: would be nice. <laughs> jake how are oh. you pal i'm great man i'm excited to chat tonight we got a lot to go through
1: Yeah, we do. A lot. Buckle up, folks.
0: (laughs) It is going to be a busy, busy night, peeps. We do have a lot to get to. So we're going to cut our intro banter short a little bit, and we're going to hop right into Beer Corner because we do have a lot to discuss. Ready to snap one, fellas?
2: I am. Everybody just just had a sigh of relief that we're cutting the intro banter short. Let's do it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Here
0: we go, boys. And three, two, one.
2: Woo! Tom, I see that main beer. I'm excited about it. I don't mean to steal Ooh, your thunder, but tell me about boy.
1: it. Tell me oh, about it. dude. Oh, it's a gorgeous beer. Um, I'm having this evening a tiny, beautiful something. It's a pale ale from main beer, and it's just the best. I'm very excited.
0: What was it called, Tom?
1: A tiny, beautiful something.
0: A tiny, beautiful something. I like that. Just like you. Yeah, well, you know, I've been called worse, so I'll take that one, I guess. <laughs> All righty. Jake, what do you got, buddy?
1: I got it
2: is hockey season. It, today was the first day of training camp for uh, on ice sessions for Buffalo. We'll get into that later. So in honor of that, I have a beer from Labatt. From well, in brewed in conjuncture with Labatt from Big Deal Brewing. Shout out Spitting Chicklets for their beer. So Biz, this is for you. Nice. Uh, and yeah, it's a tasty golden ale. It's pretty good. I, I'm a big fan.
0: Dude, I like that beer a lot, man. I've had that a bunch now. I think that I think that is a that's a nice drink, dude.
2: It's good, I, yeah. super
0: crushable. Those will be um, those will be good for tailgates and whatnot, man.
2: Uh, Absolutely,
1: Ooh, I like that, yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a real good one. Um, well, fellow, speaking of it being sports season, I am drinking from Resurgence Brewing right over in Buff the Circle the Wagons Buffalo Style IPA. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Hell yeah! <laughs> yep, getting right in there.
1: Nice, dude. I love it. Alrighty. Nice to, beverages
0: from everybody. Actually, have, I'm taking a sip there. Give me a second here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, cir-
2: that's cir- here for sure. Circle the wagons, indeed. That's a that's a great way to segue into a, a absolutely fire wagon game that we've got to watch on Sunday, right, boys? Oh, yeah, dude,
0: boys, no, we're
1: good. We can out, all
2: relax. Yep. You
0: know, turns out, Josh we can, all can play sit football. Back
1: down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, folks, we're going to start by just going around the horn here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um going around the horn talking about things that we like from the game. We're just gonna give one thing at a time here, and we're just gonna keep going around the table. Um, and I'm gonna start because I did the segue. And I liked Josh Allen a lot in that game. Um
1: Absolutely, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, he looked real nice. Um honestly favorite thing that he did all game, stayed patient and took what the defense gave him. Somebody must have absolutely busted that into his brain. Um this off this off week or not off week but during the week, or he did it himself just by having high expectations. But the patience was appreciated. Um, the dinking and dunking when it was necessary was appreciated, and he still put up a great stat line—almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. You take that ten times out of ten. So. I like Josh Allen.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And he still had that like a couple plays where it's like, okay, this is the freak of nature Josh Allen that we all just get so excited to watch. That touchdown throw he threw where I, I like I could have sworn he was dead to rights. To and Chris he Shakir? just slotted it straight to um uh Shakir. Yeah. And just oh my like it's un it's unfair. It's unfair.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that throw that was-, was unreal for sure. Jake, what do you think, buddy?
2: My my big takeaway was how about that rushing defense? Not one, not two, negative two yards. We limited Josh yeah. Jacobs to rushing. He had a, a couple receiving yards, of course. Like a, not a couple, hick. Like he he's a good receiving back for sure. But on the rush, negative two yards. That the guy had sixteen hundred
1: scrimmage yards last year. Like that, that's yeah, an incredible job. So I, I was Bet. thrilled about that. That doesn't happen by accident, you know, like that scheme, that's players playing out of their minds Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones just look like the studs they are. And it was awesome to see them like really just, just come to life. That was, yeah. So good. So, so good. Yeah.
0: are we back to me now?
1: No, it's my turn. You oh, Tom, skipper. Tom, you?
0: I just well, you took like seven last week, Tom, so I thought it was my turn.
1: Well <laughs> I want everybody to know that we had a talk ahead of time, that we only get one per. Yep.
0: Tom goes, guys, that I was promise, made very clear. I'm only gonna take one, guys, I promise.
2: Tom's actually wearing a shock collar during this episode, so we can zap him <laughs> if, uh, if he gets going too
1: much. Oh, oh man. Tom, what'd you like? Well, buddy? don't get too excited, belts. Um uh what I really liked was seeing terrell bernard be us like the amount the middle linebacker that we needed him to be like it was he was great he played the run really aggressively he had that one interception off that tipped pass right and played the pass really well like it was he is not the liability i thought he was we still have many more games to play he's not done but I am not concerned so much. Con- not concerned that apparently we saw today Christian Kirksey, the um, uh, linebacker we picked up from Houston. Was it? Um, he uh, he uh, he retired today. He was so much not concerned from. Uh... <laughs> he was. We'll
0: uh... <laughs> tell you guys in a second why I'm laughing. Tom, no, go ahead and finish up.
1: Oh, stop it! Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, he retired because he was going to possibly be the fill-in for Terrell Bernard if he couldn't do it. But clearly Terrell Bernard can, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So the, re- so the reason Tom and I were just giggling, um, we <laughs> – for those of you that don't know Tom, Tom has a tendency to stumble a little bit over over his sentences. When he gets going, he gets really excited. I and we a fleet started, of foot. Yeah, exactly. We started naming the episodes um, kind of whatever Tom stumbles over. And I think we got one right off the hop here. So we'll, this one will probably be called So Much Not Concerned.
1: Um, I mean which is great. I mean, can you if you were to label Bill's mafia after that week two Raiders game, so, so much, much not, not concerned. concerned. Yeah. That sounds Straight pretty up, good. I'll take yeah. it, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, so Terrell Bernard, he, he remind me our, our conversations in preseason. We talked about him and Dodson. One of them was better protecting the rush, one of them was better in coverage. Uh, which was Bernard? Was he better on the run, or is this a surprise that
1: he's able to block the run so effectively, given what we thought of him preseason? He was the one um, that we were thought would be better in coverage. Oh, um, he's a smaller linebacker, kind of like Matt Milano isk the esk um, yes. size. It's- and um, boys, boys. Oh no, we got, we got the <laughs> giggles on tonight. Everybody, hang on. Sorry, Here buddy. we go. Get your popcorn yeah. out. Um, <laughs> Yes, he's he's better in coverage. Um, Dodson has been has proven to be very good in run defend, um run defense, but he sometimes struggles in coverage. So it's great to see that Terrell Bernard is able to hold his own. He's he's by no means a dominant force out there, but he's holding his own, and that's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely, dude. I I agree completely with that whole thing. I it's it's been great to see him. I don't want to say flourish, but yeah, I think I agree with you completely, Tom, when you talked about Christian Kirksey. I think the fact that Somebody must have told Kirksey, like, hey, man, we're not feeling super concerned with him, so what we thought might be happening when we first signed you, looks like it's not going to happen, and then he was like, all right, man, well, I'm ready to golf, so he just called it.
1: Who yeah, awesome. is that like, is? Like the linebacker's coach, probably? That's probably who it is, right? I, that's, Defensive. I would imagine
0: it's, it's going to come from somebody a little bit higher up. I mean, yeah, well, but I
1: bet the conversation starts there, and then he eventually sits down and talks to McDermott and goes yeah. from there. Something like that. But I got one All Nights, what's your next one, bud?
0: Yeah, I got probably probably one more. Um, Matt Milano absolutely mossing the ever living shit out of Josh Jacobs on that INT. That was – that's that's just – I mean, what do you even say, dude? Like, that's just wanting the ball more.
1: That, like, that is. And Josh Jacobs is not a straight. little guy. He's no, not he. a small boy.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's only 5'10", which isn't that tall, but he's 220. Like, it's not like he's a weak guy.
1: He's strong. Right, exactly. And yeah. Milano? is stronger
0: yeah yeah that was that that was um that got me up and out of my seat and fist pumping that was
2: oh, just freaking good. awesome jake
0: you got another one for us buddy
2: uh well i was in the bathroom during that interception so i i, I missed the bowl a little bit when oh. i heard tom yell Dude. <laughs> I was screaming from the other, other end of the apartment yeah i thought there was a fire or something but i mean there kind of was it was just on the field so all good there uh yeah. no i mean i don't have another like specific one but just how good does it feel to come in do business home opener and and put up a four score lead on uh i mean admittedly not a an incredibly strong team but just just do your business do your job do it
1: well and, and away we go
0: Winns, wins winning wins by, by 28 20.
1: doesn't happen in the nfl like exactly. that doesn't happen so to do it is big no matter who it is like that's that's a showing so yep we can definitely hang our hats on that. I have one last one, and it's the run offense. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, guys, yeah. we might have a run offense this year. Cookie. And then what? What does that mean for Josh Allen? Don't even get me started. But <laughs> yeah, shout out James Cook, who also had a baby today or yesterday, very recently. Oh, he had sick, a baby dude. girl. Yeah, saw it on uh, the old uh, Twitter, old ex. Um, he had he had a baby. He was talking about it last week in interviews, and the baby came. So Good. congratulations, Jimbo nice baby off. hey cheers to Jimbo hey um, to
0: that. Wait, I have a future baby. running back
1: coming in hot <laughs> um cheers to Jimbo
2: it wasn't just him too they did it by committee it seemed like uh you saw a lot of Damian Harrison Latavius Murray and they they held their own they did great Latavius Murray punched one in um yeah I was happy with all of them
0: Jake, I thought you were going to say they had the baby
2: by committee. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, how many wow. people
0: are involved in this whole
2: thing, dude? It, it takes at least two. Zone defense. At, at least two. At least yeah, two. You can't right. do it by yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Congrats on the sex, James. That's that's sick, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Um, oh, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Boys, any, um, any concerns or questions coming out of that game? I know for me. It's, it's tough to find negatives in that game, right? I think the prevailing yeah. negative is we probably don't love seeing the defense immediately give up a touchdown and then the offense immediately go three and out. But, I mean, for me, dude, <laughs> my only, I guess, like, overarching prevailing thing is I got to see Josh Allen play like this with some consistency. Yeah, right? it can't do it again. Okay, I got the haters off my back, and now I can go back to being a complete psychopath again. It's. It, I need to see it start to stack, right? These consistent Josh Allen games.
1: Yes, agreed. Sir. And and honestly, across the team, like let's see this run offense be consistent. Let's see Josh Allen be consistent. Let's see Terrell Bernard be consistent. Let's see the run defense on the front line. And that's my my one um, only uh, kind of uh, con here from this game is I did not love that the pass rush didn't get home. Mm. Mm. Right, I think I think we had pressure, and we were we were obviously affecting the game, and obviously affecting Jimmy Garoppolo. But man, like this this our front is lauded, and we've been hoping to see Groot and Leonard Floyd and Shack Lawson AJ and AJ Depinesa go eat. And it hasn't really come to fruition. So I'm hoping that means that it's just almost there. Something's got to change. The the, some circumstances around the scheme or whatever's going on that the opposing team is playing. I'm hoping that there's something's going to click and then this is really going to start really becoming effective.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The play calling front, like as far as Sean McDermott taking over play calling, they've seemed more aggressive than the past few years. Is that fair to say, you think? Have you guys noticed Uh that too?
0: I, you know what, dude? Based on what we saw in the preseason, he's he's honestly blitzing and all that stuff way less than I thought. Now, I would be willing to concede that a good chunk of that comes from the fact that he has now played against pretty much Zach Wilson, right? He had Rodgers for four plays, played against Zach Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo excuse me. So maybe Sean is feeling like. I don't have to blitz these guys. I trust my team to make the plays when they need to happen. Um, and so far, that's happening. I wouldn't be shocked, because in my opinion, Sam Howell, the quarterback we're going to play this coming weekend, is probably the best one we've faced so far. Jimmy G's got more experience, but I think Sam Howell's way more dynamic. So it'll be interesting to see how Sean McDermott goes about that. Um, so you're right, Jake. Like I, it, I thought it was going to be a little bit more aggressive, but so far it hasn't like at least if we're just assigning blitzing to being aggressive, not a ton of it so far.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I, I do kind of think he's keeping it close to the chest, right? Like, I think we're going to see once we come, we have a, we have a slate coming up here where we're playing the chiefs and the Eagles and the dolphins. Like, I think we're going to see some, some more uh, creativity come out of the bag, but um, at least I could hope so, right? You got to hope that we can find ways to create this and, and manufacture these pressures um, that I think I, I think will be really get to these quarterbacks because that's gonna be an issue. But uh, I'm gonna, it definitely could have been who who we were playing.
0: I'm gonna bitch for two seconds, and this has nothing to do with the Bills. I'm watching this Thursday night football game as we're recording. This league is so goddamn soft, dude. I I just I just watched the defensive tackle. I, Tom, do you know the the big deep the big name defensive tackle for the Giants? He's a good player,
1: Dax Lawrence. Yeah, Dex. there you go. Yeah, I just
0: watched him absolutely destroy an offensive lineman and sack the ever living crap out of Brock Purdy, but he landed on him with all his weight, so that means it's a flag. This league sucks, stupid. Man,
1: yeah, yeah like how about come Brock on, Purdy? how
0: about you get bigger?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> football. Like Dax Lawrence is gonna yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's man. stupid. What's what's <laughs> the score? What's the score um, right now? Ten
0: to three. Okay, San Fran.
1: San Fran. i was gonna say <laughs> got
0: a three San Fran. yep all
1: right cool all right well well
0: couple questions uh, concerns questions there i see this next bullet point in our in
1: i would our, like you uh, to read it please can you read it word for word
0: this says give nigel shit for picking the raisins parentheses dry and shriveled to win
1: yeah um, yeah. Boom. Uh, yeah
0: yeah i'll accept
1: boom. that.
0: I'll take this flack when it, when it comes out like this, right? I, this is the only time I desperately hope that I look stupid and wrong. And Josh made me look stupid and wrong. So I'm for it.
1: There you go. Yeah. That's fair. I'll take I'll that. It you. I'll take that. All right. For should we hop lip. into uh week three? Yeah. Discuss the... matchup is my next bullet point. Um That's good.
0: Dude, let's, let's, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys. Um And I can go first or second or third. You guys let me know. What's what's the biggest matchup you're looking at going into this game? Like what's your big X factor?
1: For me, it's the Washington defensive line um versus this Bills offensive line. Can we look good? Like the Bills offensive line looked good and they played the the Raiders defense really well. Can we do that against this um Washington defensive line that is just stacked? Yeah. They are they are they don't have one threat in Max Crosby like the Raiders did. They get two three four guys who can all create some havoc so um it's gonna be a big deal of can we keep josh allen clean he's gonna get sacked this week i can almost guarantee um he's gonna have pressure in his face can he play with that can he make that work and can we work around that to still succeed in this offense
2: face the pressure and still make smart decisions like he did against the raiders when they weren't necessarily pressuring as much that's what i'm gonna look for yes yeah
0: i um for me dude and this this might be kind of a cheap one but it's i because well tom you took mine that was my first one and i had my backup hey thanks for
1: the good idea yeah
0: and my backup my backup is really going to kind of be and this feels like cheating because it's sort of mcdermott against the enemy but i want to see the way that sean mcdermott handles this rookie quarterback right like is the defensive scheme going to change a bunch is he going to start to be more aggressive throw the kitchen sink at this kid and just hopefully watch him shit his pants, right? Like, yeah. ideally, because I think, Tom, you said it last week, McDermott historically is pretty aggressive against rookie quarterbacks.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Just, just plays with his food.
0: Yeah. So, like, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping Sean McDermott schemes this up so that we're watching Sam Howell just
1: absolutely melt on the field. Um, I think it's definitely possible.
0: So I don't know if you would call that Sean McDermott versus Sam Howell or Sean McDermott versus Eric the Enemy. Um, but, yeah, dude, it's, it's how Sean goes about handling this rookie quarterback who has proven to be potent, right? He's looked really good these first two games. His numbers aren't crazy, but he's dynamic. He runs hard. He doesn't, he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field. Like, this guy will go for it. So I'm interested to see how Sean McDermott handles this
1: i agree i think he he absolutely yeah he'll he'll make some plays but i think we got to remember who we have like our, our back seven is still like just locked and loaded so um excited to see them um excited to see if we can continue this run offensive run offense that we started uh kind of gotten warmed up with the raiders like i would love to get that rolling start taking and really taking over the game in the trenches there where our offensive line is able to Make the plays they need, and our run offense can start moving the ball. And then at that point, like it's the easy button. That's just now. Now we we we've opened the floodgates for Josh Allen to play like Josh Allen like can, and um, where he's not going to be the issue. So um, that's what I'm hoping for.
0: Jake, you got anything, buddy? Now that I've taken one and Thomas taken two, and you know the least about the Bills
2: yeah well no i i uh, actually i have a really good point to make i knew that the team changed their name a few years ago and that is about everything i know about them so i'm not going to help yeah. much in this conversation
0: it's also a dumbass name <laughs> so
2: i still can't help hear eric the enemy i know it's not his name but i just he love is. it he That's, the if, enemy. if he doesn't have t-shirts made up with his face on it saying eric the enemy he is he's missing out he needs a better pr guy but anyways yeah. I, I digress i digress
0: yeah, brother. Um, any other matchup storyline type things with this game? I I, I know it's it's you have to think of they've got some really good wide receivers too. That's the other thing, right? You got Jahan Dodson, who's a scary second year player. You got scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. He's really good. Um, I don't actually know, Tom, do you know who their tight end is?
1: Um, yes, I have their uh depth up right in front of me. It's Logan Thomas, who yep. who can he's a little injured right now. He's questionable, I believe, with a concussion um concern. Um and uh he he has kind of shown some flashes. Uh mostly I know that because of uh I've occasionally looked at him for fantasy football. But beyond that, don't know a ton about him. But um yeah, no, he's he he's he can be a flashy player, but not a steady and um uh really he's not a steady threat in the in the least. So yeah. I think a big thing is let's uh Brian Robinson Jr. has had a great beginning of the year. Um let's keep this run defense stout and continue where they left off last week, kind of just stifling Josh Jacobs. Um would love to see that happen with Brian Robinson too.
0: Yeah, yep, for sure, dude. Yeah, that defensive line, man. I know we didn't get any sacks last weekend, but they they played really freaking well, dude. Specifically, I and mean, you mentioned him earlier, Tom, but Ed Oliver is so far through two games, man. He to me, he is earning every dime of that contract, man. He looks and amazing. more
1: so, right? He's looking like a steal. Like I don't know, like,
0: I, I don't know if I would go that far, me personally. I mean, maybe you feel differently, but I I think he's earning every dime of that contract.
1: He he's he's twenty five million less than the like the like the like the, like the highest. Uh, defensive AD lineman East. context yeah. Like like Dex Lawrence you just talked about playing for the Giants Tonight like yeah. he's earning 90 Plus yeah so I think 25 million less than that Is is a lot less
0: yeah that Is a lot you're right dude and he's been Super disruptive these two these two games
1: So not like, saying he's a Dexter Lawrence ahead. He's but I would love right now I'm taking this at Oliver I'm, I'm I'm with Him and I love it and you know what keep Riding buddy let's go uh, have a good game this Week
0: yeah he looks nice all right, fellas, How about we do yes. some score predictions? Jake, how about we start with you because Tom and I are bullies.
1: <laughs> He's gonna uh, pull up his bingo board, con. Yeah, I'm, I, I just, I, I feel like I want to keep
2: giving score-agami answers, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little more conservative. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirty-one to twenty. Bills come away with the win.
1: There we go. I like it. Tom, what do I you like think, it. buddy? Uh, I think that's in the same round. Yeah, I think 27-20, 27 is definitely within the realm of possibility. That's where I'm going to go with twenty-seven
0: All right. I'm desperately hoping that we don't come away from this being like, okay, Nigel has to start just always predicting the Bills to lose. However, I am foreseeing the Bills absolutely beating the wheels off these guys. I think we got a little bit of taste of success. I think Josh Allen's like, ooh, look at me dink and dunk and look at what we can do. Um, and again, this is a better defense specifically along the defensive line, but Tom, I'll say this, I'll give you right now. I will Venmo you and, and don't look at anything. I'll Venmo you $75 right now. If you can name me a single linebacker or secondary player on this commander's defense.
1: It's it's on this screen right here. Um, come on, baby. I wish I had photographic memory. I don't remember anybody. Nope. Can't tell you. Yeah.
0: So here's ready. So here's the defensive line: Chase Young, first round pick.
1: Stud. Stud. John
0: Bain, first round pick. Stud. Jonathan Allen, yeah. Jonathan Allen, first round stud. pick. Montez Sweat, first round pick. Stud. Okay, here we go. Weak side linebacker. I'm not- I don't even know this. Uh, K- Kalik, Kalik, Hudson. Ooh. Who? Yep. Cody Barton. Who? Ooh. Uh, Jamin Davis. Who? Who? Secondary. Cornerbacks and safeties. And I'm gonna rattle these off real quick. Kendall Fuller, Cameron Curl, Derek Forrest, Emmanuel Forbes. Who? 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 who who? So if you can protect Josh Allen and keep him off his back, dude, I could see this I could see this offense putting up another forty burger. And I and on the offense, dude, aside from McLaurin, Dotson and the running back, then I mean that's three good weapons right there. I don't know. My prediction is my prediction is forty-five twenty-one.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go, baby. Let's
0: I've go. I got us putting up some points, dude, because that's secondary. I think Josh Allen can have his <laughs> Yeah. This could be this could be a huge game for the Titan's and the running backs based on like this this linebacker crew, dude. Like
1: I would love that. Let's go, go see Dalton because, I mean, Dawson. So, Dawson's been nicked up. Do we know what Dawson's been nicked up with? He has not practiced for the last two days.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't see the injury report from today. Um, I did see that he did I'm going to go practice. look for it. Yeah, go ahead. And then we'll, while, while you're checking that out, Tom, um, I guess we can transition. So, we're going to transition into the Sabres here, folks. We finally have a good chunk to talk about. Um, and I think the rest of the pod here is going to be devoted to the Sabres. So, we're going to get about a little over a half hour. Um, but the Sabres just had their prospect tournament, and we highlighted the key players from that last pod. Um, So it was the big names that you would expect, the Matt Savoy's, the Zach Bensons, it's Roseanne, Ryan Johnson, Nikita Novikov, um, just those those bigger name prospects that it's time to see these guys start to take a step. Um, And a couple of these guys, man, did not disappoint Jake your top player from the prospect challenge. And I think we both have the same guy here, but let it rip.
2: There's, there's no one other than Savoy. He was, he was the best player on the ice for games one and two. And we'll get into his injury in a minute, but he would have been the best player on the ice in game three. Easy. Um, He He was dynamic. He's, he's quick. He's, he's excellent in transition. It was, it was things that you expected from him and he delivered. He had some nasty goals on night one. Um, yeah, he, he was just – he was flying out there. I was happy to see yeah. him.
0: Yeah, he looked and, – and that's what you want from – okay, so real quick before I get too far. Dawson Knox, back injury. That's what was keeping him out of practice. Um, so just before I forget that. Yeah, dude, like it's – that's what you want to see from your – from that caliber prospect, right? Like you want to see Mets – I just watched Brian Dable drop an epic F-bomb on screen. <laughs> That was awesome. Um, Let's go Daves. Let's go Daves. You want to see Matt Savoy and Zach Benson be the best players on the ice, right? Zach Benson looked good and looked better as the tournament went on. Agreed. Matt Matt Savoy was dominant the whole time he was on the ice. And that's just like, you want to get excited about it, but it's also like, this is what should be happening, right? Like, that's how he should look.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He reminds me a lot uh, for for anyone that's been following the Sabres for a while or watched them back when they made some some killer cup runs back in the mid two thousands. Matt Savoy reminds me a lot of what Danny Briere was as a player.
1: <laughs> I mean, buddy. I'm
2: not I'm not saying he's the same player or have that kind of lofty expectation, but just stylistically, size wise. Incredible playmaker and good around the net. I mean, that's that's Danny Briere, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's 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 the best case scenario, obviously. But still, um, yeah, that's who he reminds me of.
0: Yeah, a um, couple other players here to touch on real quick. We touched on Zach Benson for a second. The stage looked a hair big form initially, but by, by game three of the tournament, I thought he looked really nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, first time wearing a Sabres jersey, first time playing games that are against other. NHL prospects out of juniors. Um, so I, I think probably some nerves, some pressure mixed in there. I, I hope to see him kind of settle in a little bit more as camp goes on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's, he was a long shot to make the team anyways. I, I think he was kind of destined to go back to the, the WHL anyways. So, um, yeah. nothing too concerning. I, I thought he looked tenacious along the boards.
0: He he's is. really
2: strong on the puck for, for a smaller guy. He does not get pushed around very easily. Um, Really good board play, good puck control, and yeah, I just want to see a little bit more. He, he was trying some plays too. I, I think that'll come as time goes on. He he finds his game a bit more, but exactly. I, I was overall happy with it. Yeah, I, go ahead. Jake. He had a couple. There was a couple penalties that he took, which you don't love to see, but it seemed like they were the result of him battling. And there, there one in particular stands out. He went to he was in a puck battle with a Montreal player, game one, and he went to kind of battle for the puck and I think the Montreal players wasn't holding onto his stick fully and uh, dropped to the ice he got a slashing call but stuff like that I think would you're not going to see that as much against true NHL players when he does get there
0: right yeah and a guy like Zach Benson who's on the smaller side like you got to give guys like that time to find like find their game like you said but just see how their game with those smaller guys their own individual game acclimates to the professional level so it'll take him some time yeah um, Tom Oh, sorry, Jake, sorry, sorry.
2: Go ahead. No. I was gonna say I want to touch on um, Isaac Rosine. I thought he was hes he's somebody that maybe wasn't an everyday name but uh, has kind of come into his own. He, he I mentioned this a podcast or two ago when we talked about Buffalo Sabres but he had a great year in Rochester great playoffs and I, I thought he looked really good on the ice. he was creating a lot of offense for his line. And looked good defensively too. I thought I thought his transition play was excellent. So uh, I wanted to shout him out. I think that's a guy you see in Buffalo. At some yeah, point dude. This year.
0: Absolutely. So real quick, Jake, I'm going to put you on blast just a hair. And I I initially said it the same way, but I found out through Paul Hamilton and good old Twitter. His name is pronounced Itzhak Roseanne. Oh, yeah, dude. Which is like that's sick. Cool. What a that cool is. name, right? Um, Isoc, Itsoc, right. yeah. It's sock
2: Roseanne. It's sock,
0: yeah. It almost sounds like there's a T in there. It's sock. It's sock
2: Roseanne.
0: That's like so sick.
2: Um, Not noted, noted.
0: Tommy, do you have, so we just touched on three pretty prominent players there. Anything you want to chime in on? Questions you want to ask? Anything like that? Or should we keep on going?
1: Um. So I have a general question and then a specific question. Hit me, dude. My general question. So, and Jake and I had this conversation a little bit, but I want to bring it up in the pod just for everybody else listening out there. So, this prospect challenge is not players who are necessarily already tied to the sabers correct or are they do they all have to be everyone who played for the sabers this past weekend they are in the sabers farm program somewhere
0: so yeah most of those players are going to be in their farm system some of them are kind of like you know how like nfl teams will bring um, undrafted free agents into training camp sure you have a handful of those guys in there too and probably even a little bit more than a handful um, the, the reality is dude, you know, we talked about, it, I think a little bit last week, there's on, only two of these guys having I, three of them, a remote, uh, no two, a remote chance to make the Sabres club this year. So right. most of these guys are just prospects in the farm system. Um, but a lot of them are also UDFAs that I don't even like, they're not even under contract. We just bring them in to see if they can earn. You know, sure. a contract somewhere along the
1: way. Or an invite to camp kind of thing?
0: Exactly. You got
1: yeah. it, bro. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right, cool. So then my specific question is you guys are talking about Benson being a little bit on the smaller side. Is it he has smaller side in general for a hockey player or his specific position? Or is am I thinking about it the wrong way?
0: Go ahead, Jake. You want to take this
2: one? Yeah, sure. So I'd say, well, typically there's exceptions to every typical phrase, but, um, he's, he's a forward forwards are typically a touch smaller than I'd say defensemen are. Um, but even for a forward, he's, he's a small guy. I mean, keep in mind, he's 18 years old. He's going to grow. He's going to get that. You're still growing height. He's got plenty of work to do in the weight room. Um, but from what I'm looking at uh, on uh, Elite Prospects is he's 5'10 and 159 pounds soaking wet. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he's
1: a little baby boy. He's a
2: small He's a small kid. I, I don't think it's as I, – I think NHL teams, as a note in general, place too much emphasis on size over skill at the draft, which you could argue that you can't teach size, right? Like that's something that translates to almost any sport. Um, but he is just – that much of a creator with the puck, and he's so strong protecting the puck against guys that are bigger than him. His size doesn't concern me at, at all. Do, do you think any differently, Nigel?
0: No, I don't. And the reason the reason I don't it, here's the here's the characteristic you need with these smaller guys, and it's the first thing we talk about with Zach Benson, and it's tenacity. You have to just be an absolute prick to play against, and that is Zach Benson, dude, particularly on the forecheck. Now, Tom, do you know what I mean when I say forecheck? No. So forechecking is, so let's, you and I, you and I are, or excuse me, I'm on a team, right? You and Jake are on a team, right? If you and Jake are in your own, you're in your defensive zone, but you have the puck and you're looking to break out, right? Me as a forward, I'm going to bother you guys and annoy you guys and be in the passing lanes and stuff like that, trying to get the puck back. That is me forechecking. Okay. So as an offensive player. You guys, I'm trying to irritate you guys and get the puck back while you're transitioning to the yeah. offensive zone. That is me forechecking. That's where Zach Benson really shines, and it's it just his tenacity as a forechecker and as a defenseman, right? Like, he's the guy that when a, when a guy's got the puck and he's screaming towards Devin Levi or Linus Allmark or whoever, not Linus Allmark, oh my God, <laughs> Devin Levi or UPL, excuse me, um, Benson's going to catch that guy. Like he's going to be the guy that comes up from behind, lifts his stick and takes the puck away, just absolutely picks his pocket. Those are the things you get with Zach Benson, in addition to a really, really, really talented offensive player. So cool, that's yeah. great. But he's small. See it. it's the height is less concerning to me than the weight. He's got to thicken up, dude. Yep, um, one fifty nine is just you're going to die. You, you and the
1: seventh grade, you know, oh, like,
0: true. and also, not a lot that he's going to keep growing, dude. I stopped growing at 16, I've, I've been five eighths since sophomore year, so he might not get any taller, but the thickness that's definitely got to change, yeah, yeah. So he's got almost 10 years till he's in his physical prime, which I believe for males is the age of 26, so he's okay there, yeah. He's, um, he's got time. Yeah, uh, some defensive guys to chat about real quick. Um, I'll leave you your boy, um, Jake, but Ryan Johnson, just just looking solid, right, in the places he's supposed to be, doing the right things. Nothing flashy, nothing crazy, nothing that's gonna get him on the top ten. But just a stay-at-home guy that is doing his job. Looks nice, man. I don't know. I thought he, I thought he was solid.
2: I totally agree with you. Yeah, he's stabilizing presence back there. He, he, Tom, one of the things you'll probably hear us talk about with defensemen, if you're watching a game and you don't notice a defenseman on the ice, that usually means they're doing their job pretty well. They're yeah. neutralizing plays. They're getting the puck back up to the forwards and eliminating chances against. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought he did a great job with that, limiting yep. opportunities
1: for the for the opposing teams.
0: It's just like, Tom, Like we, we never hear Trey White's name because nobody's throwing the ball, right? Right. He's just,
1: he's taking away shit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. Jake, talk to
0: me about, um, your boy there, your, your,
2: your big D man. Go ahead. Nikita Novikov. Yeah. So he's, uh, I I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't have very many expectations for him. I'd never really watched him play a full game. I've seen, you know, clips here and there and, you know, his, his draft video, things like that. But, um, I was pleasantly surprised by him. I mean, the, you want to talk about size. That dude's got size. He's a He's big kid. Fucking huge. Uh, and I thought he used it well. And, and what what surprised me was his transition play and, and offensive awareness. Um, one goal in particular stood out to me. He he uh, caught Montreal in game one on a change, uh, ripped the puck quickly up through the neutral zone, called for a pass, moved the puck up through the neutral zone to, um, I think, Nadeau, uh, who, who then... Put it in the back of the net, and so just that that transition play is what Buffalo plays uh, in a night in, night out basis. And I, I I thought he looked good playing that system in game didn't, one in North America. Didn't,
0: didn't he also score in the first game? Didn't he have one where he was screening up the left wing and he absolutely sniped one?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, you could, yeah. I don't remember the play I think exactly. He did. But I, I, I could be
0: maybe I'm yeah. making that up. So just for a little context, Nikita Novikov is six four one ninety eight. That's a good size D man. Like that's that to me. Assuming at six four, that guy can skate. That's the size you want for your defenseman. So yep. he's yeah, the size is awesome. He had several really 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 sick dishes um, that led that were, ended up being assists. Um, so those were sick. I'm I'm super excited to see this guy in Rochester, dude. He looks like he could be yeah. a steal. He looks yeah. nice, man
2: i agree to see how he progresses
0: anything you want to ask at all tom or should we keep on going totally up to you not yet keep it
2: rolling boys you're doing great well i think let's segue here so at the end of the prospect challenge uh savoy got injured it's a short Ah, topic to talk about Uh, and it's it's an injury that'll keep him out of camp for what seems like the duration of camp um so the the transition here is to talk about training camp. So it, it sucks that he got injured. Looked like a shoulder injury. He's labeled week to week, uh, but it, I saw that the team's optimistic that he won't need surgery on it. Uh, so that's a that's a huge plus. Hopefully he's back on the ice soon. But
0: yeah, I was I was seeing things that indicated that it looks like there's a there's a chance he could catch the tail end of camp,
1: which okay. would be awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, just because a guy like that, like, you don't want that guy missing reps, right? Like, he's a guy that, like, you want him to start getting all the training camp experience he can. Because chances are, and I, there was, um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod last week, they're, they're appealing the fact that Savoy can't play in Rochester this year. Um, so right now, because of his age and when he was born, his options are to go back to the WHL, which is the Western Hockey League, or to play for the Sabres. One of those is a lot of a long shot, but he's simply way too good for the WHL. Where he needs to be right now is the AHL in Rochester. The Sabres did appeal that. It, they, I, didn't, I haven't seen an update on it. I did see it was unlikely that they would win the appeal, but I'm glad they're trying um, yeah. because I think it's probably better to put him where he's way too good than where he's going to be swimming in the really deep water. Um, so chances are if he can't play in the AHL, He's going to go back to the dump. Um,
1: Is he too young to play in the AHL?
0: It's it's uh, the exact details of it. Tom are hairy to the point where you do you have him, Jake?
1: Uh, yeah, I
2: mean, generally offhand. So I don't get it. It's so so the we're going to talk about three tiers. You have the NHL, the top level. The AHL is the farm system underneath the NHL, and then there's junior hockey, the CHL, Canadian Hockey League. That's where Matt Savoy was playing and where he, like Nigel was saying, he has to either play in the NHL or go back down to the CHL. The CHL wants to hold on to top talent that could, that could and will play in the NHL eventually. And so a while back, there was an agreement set up between the CHL and the NHL, the top league and juniors, to keep those younger players in juniors for longer. So, if you are under twenty years old and you are drafted and play in junior hockey, you cannot play in the AHL until you are older than twenty. So it's a it's wow. a shitty rule for somebody like Matt Savoy who, like Nigel was saying, is too good for the for juniors, but maybe needs a little bit more seasoning before they're ready for the NHL game. but that it's the rule that's in place. Uh, it's to protect the junior game, and that's that's why it's there as as shitty as it is sometimes.
1: What does he have? Can he can he vote yet? Does he have two years?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I can't even go get a beer, Tom. <laughs>
1: yeah, not, not yet. Well, I know that's why I, I haven't even started there. <laughs> right? Yeah, can, he, can he vote? Can he vote in this democracy?
0: Yes, I believe he can. The republic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jake, great breakdown there, buddy. Because to this day, I I can never figure that shit out. Like I just never. I, every time I every time I'm reminded that Savoy can't play in the A. I'm like,
1: "Ah, why?
0: None of these reasons make sense. Jake is a good
1: explainer. That's why
0: (laughs) he's an explainer for sure.
2: Or I just have too many obscure hockey facts in my brain.
0: No, Um, that's that's awesome though. We love that.
2: But I want to say the guy that you were talking about that appealed. This is the place to have that. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy that appealed uh, to not have that rule apply to him is a guy named Shane Wright, who is part of the Seattle Kraken uh, system. He did. So he, he was, he missed the cutoff by a single game. Uh, And so the Kraken appealed and said, look, this, this is insane. Basically let's, let's, let's have this guy be allowed to play in the AHL a bit early, even though he doesn't fit the requirements. It was approved because again, it was a single game. So now Shane Wright uh, is able to play in the AHL. The reason I bring this up last year, uh, Shane Wright was in a very similar position to Matt Savoy, the Sabres prospect today uh, where he had some injury issues. He, he was too good for juniors, not good enough for the NHL. And so what Seattle did was keep him with the team so that he can have access to the team facilities, trainers, medical staff, everything, uh, and just space out the number of games that he played and kind of brought him along for the fall. And then once uh, the World Junior Tournament took place around Christmas time, they sent him off to play for Team Canada and then after that, sent him back to junior to finish the season out. So instead of making that decision in September, October, they were able to kind of kick that can down the road and get him some time with the NHL team, practicing with the coaches, training with the staff um, to help aid his development. So I'm not saying the Sabres do that, but it is an option for them to do, especially because he's injured right now. Bring him along slowly to keep him with the team and make kick that decision down the road.
0: Jake, you are absolutely fucking buzzing right now, dude. I unless Tom has any questions for you based on what you just said, I'm gonna pass this facil- oh I almost did a Tom there. Facilitation roll off to you. Take us through, camp, dude. Unless unless Tom has anything, dude. Jake, keep going. No, keep I just rolling, wish you—I
1: just wish you kept going. No, let's keep yeah. going, buds. You're doing great. Yeah, no, I'm having
0: fun. Well, no, Jake is Jake is buzzing. Jake's gonna Jake's gonna take us. I'm passing the torch.
2: This is a team sport, boys. I, I'm not doing anything without you.
0: Yeah, dude, but you're, um, you're, you're the one with the hot hands tonight. Take us through some camp, <laughs> dude. Try, we'll chime in when you're ready for us.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, so so like we said earlier on the podcast, hockey's back. Training camp opened offici- officially yesterday with some media day and some, some, you know, physicals and things like that for the players. Uh, they got on the ice this morning, so we got a first look at what some of the lines are that we can get into in a little bit here. Oh, wait a second, Jake. Can I cut you off? please i the only thing that
0: really truly matters from all this is devin levi's mask is fucking sick dude. <laughs> right? oh my god he his gear dude his new nhl gear the sabers absolutely unreal i lied saw
1: it. hey if you didn't see it go check out the let's go buff pod on instagram and it's on the story so check it out
0: yeah buddy yes sir it's Until, not really that's something that matters
2: I love that about hockey. The goalies get to do whatever they want the, with their mask, with, within reason. There's no dongs on the on the you know hanging Bro, on the forehead.
1: Imagine but. if Josh Allen could can like decorate his helmet how he wanted. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think they oh, should. Oh, have oh,
0: football players do that. That'd be so oh, sick. Be how
1: sick yeah. would that be? Like cleats. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Keep going, Jake. Yeah. No, you're good. But so I guess just just
2: opening camp up. I, I was excited about some of the stuff that I saw from the player interviews. A ton of talk about playoffs. Ton of talk about let's extend our season. Our windows open. We we were able to compete with some of the best teams last year. Let's let's prove that we can compete with them this year and 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 make it to the dance. So every team saying that, but it just it 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 seems genuine. I'm I'm it it excited me. But I'm I'm an easy excitement in that field. So. The, no, boys hungry, the boys are hungry, though. Let's go. Let's go,
0: baby. like, yeah, you're right. Everyone is saying that this time of this time of year, I when you watch these guys in their interviews, man, like, it's oozing out of them. Like, these guys are these guys look like and seem like and are very, without trying, it seems like, conveying a really, really, really intense hunger to get out there and compete like tonight. Like, yes. you're right, dude. Like, the, the, the guy, like, the way they're talking, it's like, get me out of this fucking interview and let's get to the ice, man. I'm jumping
1: at the bit, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah, big time. And they got that chance today. They were out on the ice. And so we got a first look at some lines. Uh, obviously, these are going to change. Throughout training camp, Tom, they're they, they mixing and matching. They got the, the, the blender Absolutely. going. Um, yep. But I wrote Makes down sense. a couple of lines that I thought were intriguing or, or excited me for some reason. Um, I think first and foremost, I wanted to hit uh, Zach Benson getting a look on Skinner and Thompson's line. So, kind of taking Alex Tuck's spot from last, most of last year. Um, again, I don't think he sticks there, but it's it's cool to see him with those those two very established guys and, and get some looks with them. And from from what I read, I mean, I think he he played well today and, and looked good with them. So I was excited about that.
0: Yeah, dude, I I like that a lot. I. What I really like about that is that's the coaching staff putting Zach Benson in the best situation to portray himself in the best light,
2: yeah.
0: right? Like, there's no way Zach Benson's not going to look solid with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner on the ice on the same line. So yeah. I think it's I, good on the coaching staff for, like, hey, man, here's the top crew. Like, show us what you're about, right? I, yeah. thought, that was, I thought that was very substantial. I, I noticed that too,
1: Jake. Does that happen it's often with like first round prospects coming in and playing with with some top players on the team during camp? Does that happen?
0: It's totally dependent, man. To me, I I, I can't remember seeing a, a, a first round pick like this, like Skinner and Thompson. They they play on the top line in Buffalo. I can't actively think and remember right now of a time for the last time I saw that happen. Um, Jake, do you feel differently? Or can you think of a different time?
2: Uh there there must um, be I'm only gonna disagree with you slightly. Yes, I think players get the opportunity, but I don't think they look as good as Zach Benson maybe did. I I think that would be fair to say and, and look look to be the part of. But I, I mean I think it's it's the first day of camp, right? I, I think everybody kind of mixes and matches. So with yeah. a kid like cool. that that's got that much skill, yeah, give give him a shot with, with the
1: right. guys. And, and it's camp. Happens. Right, it's camp. It's time to play the, the science experiments.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yep, exactly. But,
2: So just to run down a couple other lines that I thought jumped out, uh, Paterka and Cousins were line mates for much of last year with Jack Quinn, who, Tom, he went down with an Achilles tear over the summer during an off-season workout. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember that. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, so he's out till uh, at at least December, Uh, probably Christmas time probably. But uh, let me try to get his name right. Isak Rosanne. There it is nailed it. Uh, so he was on that line. Um, I, I think that could be an option for Buffalo to have a bit of a stopgap while Quinn is out. Um, we'll see how they continue to look, see what kind of chemistry they can build. Uh, that's exciting. The other one I had here was Kulik, Middlestat, and Tuck on a line. And I saw Don Granado's comments that he, he wants Casey Middlestat to stay at the center position this year. Which he uh, should. He looked great doing it. He filled so when Thompson was hurt later in the year last year, he filled in on that top line, and he looked the part, man. Like he 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 was creating. He he's he's one of the best players on the team at setting up other other teammates for for good shots, in my opinion. And so I'd love to see that continue, especially when you staple two guys that have pretty damn good shots, uh, like Tuck and Kulik on the on the wings. So hell yeah, dude. That could be a that could be a great line. Um,
0: can I I want to I want to jump in on that line real quick. Please do. I Jake, do you think there's and and um, Jake, we have to be cognizant of the time here too as as um, as I'm talking. But um, is there a chance Coolie makes the team? I'm just give me your thoughts.
2: I don't know. I think I don't think we know enough to say yet. I mean, I think he looked he looked good in the in the prospect challenge. I wouldn't say he he blew the numbers off the page or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, if he if he proves he belongs, I'd be thrilled. I also would. Uh, you, I wouldn't lose a wink of sleep if he goes down to the AHL and tears it up and, and seasons a little bit more down there. Yeah,
0: I I think I think the guys, the two guys that are most likely to make the Sabre squad from the Amherst last year, probably Roseanne and Kulik. Those are probably the two guys that have the most opportunity. I don't say Savoy there only because he was still in juniors last year, yeah. and Kulik and Roseanne both have at least one. Roseanne, I think, too now. Um, years of experience in Rochester with the Amherst.
2: Yeah. I, dude, I totally agree with you. I don't want to forget about Lucas Rusek, too. He's he's been up and down a little bit and has he, he could he could be an early call up too.
0: I just man, I'm looking at this on paper, this Kulik Middlestad tuck line, and I'm foaming at the mouth.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: that looks like a nice fucking line, dude.
2: I agree. I agree. We'll we'll see. We'll see what the what the blender does. Yeah, bro. And speaking of Blender, the defense was a little mixed up. So I think maybe we put a pin in that for the sake of time and, and talk about how those rotations develop over camp. And that's a question that we'll talk about later in a future podcast of what do what those rotations look like throughout the year? Because I think they will rotate yeah. early and often around. I, so. I
0: certainly don't think a consistent pairing is going to be Samuelson and Eric Johnson. That's a defensive <laughs> pairing that will generate six points all year.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> maybe on the penalty kill, but I'll give it to be, you. But
0: not because they're bad; they just they just play a stay-at-home, not offensively flashy style of hockey, which yeah. is great. You need guys like that. Absolutely, they shouldn't be together. And Samuelson won't be on the bottom carry. So,
2: yeah, for sure. Um, I think to if for the sake of time, I think we're, there were two rumors that we wanted to address. I think yeah, we should move over sure. to that. I'll let you take the pick, Nigel. Which one do you want to start with?
0: Um, man, just because this is the one I want more and think has way more possibility to happen, I'll touch on the the Patrick Kane one here, man. Like, it is it's wild, man. Because so Patrick Kane, for those that may not know, is from Buffalo and is probably Jake. Where where is he? Is he the is he the best American-born player of all time? Is he top three, top five? Where do you put him?
2: I think the conversation starts at top three. I don't know if I can put him at the, the best. best.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
2: Like Mike Madano might have that yeah, one. Wrapped, I, uh, that's
0: the same name mm-hmm. I was thinking of, too. And there are Brett Hull. You got so Brett many Hull. guys like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd put him up there, though. He's, he's at at least least a,
0: in, in the last in the last 15 years, he's top three. No debate. If this guy – and he's from Buffalo. This guy comes back to Buffalo, man, and plays for the Sabres. This could be – I mean, the fans – Myself included will eat it up and be super stoked. It's it's. I guess he's coming off of a surgery, right? Hip surgery, I think, or knee surgery, something. Coming off a of surgery, and he's aged, right? He's thirty something, I think, at this point. Thirty. So yeah. yeah. So what kind of game does Patrick Kane have have left? He did not look good with the Rangers last year. I think no. Rangers fans were probably super let down when he got traded and was. I don't want to say useless, but. Certainly not what you were hoping for as a Rangers fan.
2: I mean, he's got a lot of miles on all those long cup runs with the Blackhawks. I, yeah, I I think he was, if you were expecting Chicago Blackhawks playoffs, Patrick Kane, and he went to the Rangers, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And so if he signs in Buffalo, it would be a brand new contract. So anything that he's done before is kind of out the window for me. Uh, Obviously he has the resume and I mean, he, he's he's one of the best best offensive players that the league's seen in the past 15, 20 years. He's right up there with with Crosby. So. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: I, I mean, I think he still has gifts to give offensively, especially in a system like Buffalo's, where it is fast transition based possession hockey.
1: Yes. Um,
2: so I, I think he would do well. I think he'd put points up. I think he's an absolute boat anchor on the defensive side of the puck
0: correct but
2: i mean that is what buffalo plays right it's firewagon hockey like Do it you doesn't like that matter
0: one for...
1: <laughs> oh boat <ink>. anchor <laughs> <laughs> oh i think that's a runner up for an episode title oh that could
2: be a good one yeah yeah but yeah. look this this dude put up 92 uh, 92 points in the league n- not this past season but the season before that on a bad chicago blackhawks team i, I think he still has plenty to give i don't think he's Getting ready to hang him up. I think it's a. I think it'd be a great ad. I will say I'm hesitant to give any more than a year contract. If he's looking for any more than that, I would. I would turn around and walk away. But yep. on a one year contract, throw throw the throw the paycheck at him for a year and and let him let him let him cook. Throw him into uh, a line with cousins and Paterka and, and Jack Quinn spot for the first couple months of the season and see where we end up. There's there's no no downside to that in my eyes. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, everything you just said is absolutely right, Jake.
2: Um,
0: you want to touch on the other room? Or, Tom, do you have anything that you want to ask or anything like that?
1: Uh, no, you guys are doing great. I got to awesome. be honest with you. I'm very excited to continue to learn more. Yeah. Um, I am definitely on the outside looking in drinking from a fire hose right now. That's all but, right, um, You guys sound, sound good. This is fun. You. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit back and be a listener at this point.
0: I Yeah, dude, I can't wait for you because I think – I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe it'll – Maybe it won't become what the bills are for you, dude. But also, maybe it will. And I, like, what I
1: want is to be able to like be knowledgeable enough to, ha- like, to like be able to like contribute to these conversations. Yeah. Right well, now, I'm asking confer- like questions that I like, come to me at the time, but like I don't go into these conversations with a question in mind. Yeah. That's but how you me, learn, buddy. That's
2: how you learn.
0: You look really freaking good, though. Oh, thanks.
1: That's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. You know, like, like Jake. a boat anchor or what? <laughs> you look better than a boat anchor.
0: Jay, catch us our last rumor, and then let's get out of here, boys.
2: The last rumor I saw was – and again, I don't know how much weight there is to this. It's just some reporter talking on Twitter uh, is probably what it is. But the rumor was uh, the, the Sabres were kicking tires on Trevor Zegras from Anaheim. He's a 22-year-old left-handed center coming off his rookie deal. He's unsigned at the moment for this season as an RFA. And what I've heard from others like Elliot Friedman um, is that there's some some turbulence there. The Ducks GM is is very hard nosed when it comes to contract negotiations, so there could be some some turbulence there. Um, I don't think it's anything more than Kevin Adams looking at a situation where there's a dynamic center available for another, allegedly available for another team, and and just trying to be involved in the conversation. I, I would be floored if something happens, and if a trade gets pulled off, you're gonna you're gonna wince at what Buffalo has to give up. Yep. But I will say, Trevor zegris is a a. Potentially game-breaking center um, that that helps massively in transition. Um, I don't think he's he's superb defensively either, which again is one of Buffalo's concerns. But again, that guy can can flat out fucking play and is is excellent, excellent, yeah. excellent at creating offense.
0: I dude, I think and then just the last real quick thing. I think the conversation in terms of acquiring Trevor Zegras, if you're the Sabers, the conversation. Probably starts with Dylan Cousins, and for that reason, in and of itself, I'm
2: out. Same, 100. Yeah. Because
0: he's bigger, more defensively responsible, and not for nothing, put up more goals last year.
2: So, and for, one more thing, signed for the next eight years. Oh yeah, don't forget about that part. Hell yeah.
0: So yeah, if if that's <laughs> like if they're like, yeah, it's, it's it starts at Cousins, and I'm Kevin Adams. I'm giving you. We can blow you a kiss and I'm out the door.
2: So. All right, one quick question for you before before Tom takes us home. If the st- if the offer was Jack Quinn and a, a handful of picks, what do you say to that?
0: Can you define a handful of picks?
2: Uh, definitely a first in there and probably sure. a second or three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, if, if it was going to be Jack Quinn and picks, it's probably Jack Quinn. I would say a first, maybe even two seconds and a third or a fourth. Yep. For Trevor Zegers, I'd make that move. I would. Uh, because we we have we have such a deep prospect pool at this point, I'm okay with trading the picks. And Jack Quinn it hurts to lose a guy like that, but if you're getting a, a Trevor Ziegler to add to this team, that one I'll that one I'll do.
2: Yeah, for sure, I agree with you. But like we said, it's probably just just seeing what's available, putting yeah. offers out there. I doubt I really I'd be floored if anything like that happens. So for sure. I imagine he resigns in Anaheim, and this conversation's moot. So,
0: agreed, Tommy
1: all right folks well hey thank you for uh tuning in thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for spending some time with us we really appreciate you these are my pals jake and nigel my name is tom and uh you're listening to the let's go buffalo podcast it would mean a lot to us if you'd share an episode give us a like follow us on instagram and the let's um at nx at let's go buffalo pod um and uh we're sending you love wherever you are go bills go Sabers. let's go buffalo